Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. Today is episode 38, and I'm hitting you guys like right before Christmas. So I'm sure that you guys are running around finishing up what you got to do for the holiday. I hope that people are taking some time right now to hang out, spend some quality time with family and friends, and really enjoy it, be present, and get prepared for hitting January in the new year with their goals and their plans after the past couple episodes. Really strong. But really, if you haven't taken that time yet, I just went away for the weekend with my wife in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire in the mountains, and it felt really good to not touch my phone, not think about anything, and just take a couple seconds to breathe, right? You need that. So today... uh, is going to be a fairly quick episode. It is with a friend of mine named Dominic Mosier who lives in Michigan. And I met through Instagram when I was talking about some things in the podcast. We linked up on the live stream and we just started talking offline, did a phone call, found out that our lives are super similar in so many ways. And so I just pulled them right out of Instagram and threw them up on here to chat with him about the things that he's doing. So he has a audio production company, much like myself, but a differentiator in there that I really wanted to share that I haven't had anyone talk about yet is he got into writing music for commercial licensing and things like that and has some tracks that are getting prepped to possibly be on NFL and all sorts of things like that. He's 24 and killing it, has a pop punk based band. So that obviously captured my heart. And uh, there's a lot that Dominic and I talk about between the two stages in our life, which are, are close but far. Just talking about, you know, what's happening with friend circles effect on productivity, talking about what goes into having a genuine interest in other people and how that ripples out effects and creates opportunities. And uh, just talking about some of the things that are involved with living a creative life because that's what we're about here. Waking up from work podcast where we get to work, making work our passion. Check out 38. So welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is your host, Dave Swillam. Today, you're listening to episode 38 of the podcast. Coming at you from Michigan is Dominic Mosier, but most people say Dominic Mosher because the metal person in me had to make that joke before any of you listeners possibly could. It is Dominic Mosier, but we're super aligned. Uh, He he comes from a metal background like I do. He is a audio engineer in Michigan with Mosier Audio, and he also is the guitarist for a band called The Highlight Reel. Would you say kind of like a pop punk vibe? That's what I feel. Definitely, and we also have a progressive side for sure. Pop like punk on our, progressive. Yeah, pop punk roots for sure. Sick, man. Welcome, dude. Welcome from Michigan. Yeah. I was, uh, I, the whole Highlight Reel project started when I started at Michigan Tech, and that's in the most upper part of the upper peninsula of Michigan, for those who don't know. and. It gets really cold up there. Like it's eight months of solid winter. I believe it. And over 300 inches of snow is pretty average. So uh, you stay inside most of the time. Yeah, dude. I'm here uh, in New England and it's not as north as you, but we definitely get dumped on by every storm turns into a nor'easter and hits us with snow. So I know that life. Mm -hmm. And... One day, I just saw this guy in the band room, and the band room was connected to the recording studio. There was this guy that was helping my buddy Andrew put together a cover project of Creeping Death by Metallica. Awesome. 
that solo was something that Andrew couldn't quite do justice to, but he knew this guy named Steven that could. And so he was in there, and I had never heard this guy play before, but he just rips through this solo like an absolute monster, just killing it. And I, in my head, I'm like, I have to talk to this guy and jam with him and like see what we could do. Because like I've been playing guitar my entire life. And yeah, I should be much better than I am for how much time I've already put into it. But I also have a lot of different things going on right now. So it's kind of been put on the back burner as far yeah. as like... Because you kind of taper off after a while once you put so much time into it. Because I would just be playing every single day. Like every single day. Right. Because it it became my life. But now I have kind of moved on to other things that also like put me in a very focused state where I can just flow and be the engineer that i want to be and make music exactly how i think music should be made and steven and i like just really loved making music together i had this program for drums called superior drummer which i know a lot of people have used over the years now we talked about tux guitar what's that we talked about tux guitar oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> All the songs that I would write would be on Tux Guitar first before anything else. Hell yeah. A nice free alternative to uh, ultimateguitar.com and using Guitar Pro. You could just use Tux Guitar right. files like with the GP5 files. And so I would also like spend a lot of time downloading tabs just to learn how to play different songs that I enjoyed. And like that's how I kept my chops up so i could keep up with steven because he would just alternate pick like nobody's business but i could sweep so then i had to learn how to alternate pick and then he had to learn how to do sweeps so we could like help each other improve to that next step in our plane right and so that has also helped a lot with like the quality of material we were able to come up with for highlight reel after the first EP, when we got into doing a full-length album called True Seeker, which is on Spotify, iTunes. And it's the cover art is just these eyes with uh, rainbow colors, like, in tears. It's really cool. And initially, it, we had an idea to put, like, binary behind the eyes. But we just decided that having, like, the eyes what's better so highlight reel came together when you're in your undergrad yeah as a band came together through forming being around the studio in the school and everything yep you got it awesome and then were you at were you in school for audio at that time or in school for something i was yep i got my bachelor of science in audio production and technology and that entire period those four years like helped me grow up so much because i had so many problems that i didn't realize were problems until i got kind of a reality check with a lot of different situations that i went through like working with bands that were around the area i started getting them in the studio and i started to say the wrong things like and i wouldn't get the right takes like i didn't create the right energy because when you go into the studio you should have like a feeling of let's go let's push ourselves and go outside the boundaries of what we've already done like experiment and try anything and just have because everyone's got to be in a very good feeling like if you don't feel good about going into the studio, then like, why are you going to the studio? Like, you have to be in a flow. I, I always tell people like, I I am never going to be the best audio engineer in the world, but I do want to be the best psychologist, right? Yeah. I want to be the best person 
the best hang and the best psychologist to make it so that I can get a group together and create Mm -hmm. that energy and they will create the best music, which will make it so that it's not as hard for me to create the best mix and master, right? Like definitely number one, like for sure, dude. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because it's it's kind of like having a baby. Like you don't know how it's going to come out, but like you've spent so much time just like caring for this like beautiful being that is your music and you want it to be the absolute best that it can be. And like they're putting as a band all of that trust in you. Yep. And that's super important because if you don't have the right idea about what you're there to do, like what your true job is, then you're going to make mistakes that are going to possibly cost you in terms of relationships, in terms of new projects. Like it, it really matters. That's the most important part. Like the music can sound good, great, but how did everyone feel like getting up to that point and how are they going to move forward? Like with, are they going to have good feelings about it? Like are every time they talk about it to their friends, like to their audience fans, are they going to be super happy to talk about it? Or are they going to have like that little thing in the back of their head? That's like, man, that, that sucked. Like I hated making that album. Right. That would be so sad to me if that was how, that was for someone and i know that's how it's been for musicians in the past like not all engineers like should be engineers because they don't like go into it for for the right reasons or they might have an ego problem and definitely think that 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 second one ego problem is probably mm -hmm. the biggest culprit dude i run into so many engineers where you're just like it's not about you man it's just not about you no it's about right. them. And there's more engineers the than ever, I'd say, right? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. You had mentioned that you had gotten to do like death metal band wise for your projects because I think we had also talked about how after I moved back from Michigan Tech, I had gotten to record this band called Let It Rot and they're a death metal band right now killing it. And their top song has like over 70,000 listens and they have over 6,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. They're doing really well. Big dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I mean, for those of you, I I don't think I kicked it off this way, but Dominic and I linked up through Instagram, just like talking through there. And we just realized that we had like a million things in common with what we were doing. And I think you were talking to me about some of the, uh, music licensing and music writing that you were doing that you were really excited about. And that's something that I really haven't shared with anyone yet on here. I mean, as a whole, this podcast, we talk to creatives in all different backgrounds that are just trying to make their living full time, just like us. Um, but like, tell me, how did that, how did that happen where you're starting to write some of these songs that are getting licensed and things like that? Yep. So a band that I was in back in my senior year of high school, I Am Eternity, it was a Christian metalcore band. We went into the studio with this producer slash engineer and he was awesome. Like I got to see for the first time how like modern music recordings came together and it was just in his basement and he just had his computer And we just ran Amp Sims and we did Superior Drummer and just recorded the vocals just a few feet away from him. Everything was very simple. And he was really like, he used Pro Tools and he had all the editing magic that I got to see him. Like, that was when I was first exposed to the engineering lifestyle, the modern engineering lifestyle, because he's been killing it. He worked with I Prevail on their cover on their first release ep wise and then their first full-length album and i think that went gold wow yeah so five years after that he posts on facebook writing music for american pickers and i see that i'm like this guy (laughs) and so i message him 
and say pretty much, dude, that is awesome. Like, how did that all come to be? Because I, I just had to know, like, the TV shows that everyone watches, like, this guy makes music for it. Like, I didn't know. So I was just super interested to find out more. And as soon as that happens, he writes me back and says, well, I run this licensing company. And if that's something that you're interested in, we can give you a trial run. And if all goes well, we can start to open doors for you. Literally what he said. And so I started my trial run, which was Trap Rock. And I hadn't had much experience with that. And I well, didn't shows, create... I'm sorry, what was it? Trap Rock, like issues type music. Okay. Yeah, Issues Linkin Park, where they get those cool like DJ effects and hip-hop, like low bass and synthesized hi-hats and snares. Sick. So, like I was saying, the song that I had wrote wasn't close enough to the reference that he gave me, but he did like the work. And so he had said in an email back to me, we see the potential and want to continue working with you. And that was just amazing to read. I was really thankful that they wanted to see what else I could do because that's just one song. And so he gave me something a little bit more comfortable, just a solid rock song with your core guitar, bass drums. Easy, right? And I can record that in my basement, like no big deal. And so once I had done that, he was like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. And so first project, get this first project. We want you to write three to five songs for the NFL. Go. Here's Boom. some reference. Yep. Here's some references. <laughs> Dude, all of that from a message. Yep. A single message. Right. And I think like when I heard this from you, I feel like the power behind that message came from the intent where you weren't intending, like it could have been, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be, but maybe it would have been a totally different conversation if you're like, Hey man, give me the hookup so I can do the exact same thing. Like, you know, help me out, like get me, but you forward it with just being like, that's amazing that you're doing this thing. I would love to just understand more information of how this happened in that genuine intent of interest in that person and just interest in the process and passion for the process led to an opportunity because you weren't forward with what do I get from this thing? You're forward with, I am interested in the things that you're doing. Exactly. You got it. that dude. And it's also pretty funny that you also said I should totally get into that book because that's pretty much the message, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right, I'm listening to it and I'm like, dude, I I totally know this, but it's awesome to hear this again like through a uh uh organized mean. Mhm. And I might have another book for you. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. All right, hold off on it cuz I will ask at the end. I always All ask right. for a book reference, so save that, pocket that. All right. Cuz I will it. also download that too. Perfect. Um Right on, dude. So you start writing, like, so you, you get through these demo batch. They're like, at, you know, you, you're on the right path here. Mm-hmm. Write these songs for the NFL. And then, like, what happens after that? Then they take care of the licensing. And so I'm signed with BMI as a artist. And I have 16 songs registered right now. And there's going to be another 12 after I finish this album. And so once they're licensed, they have to get used. And that can take a couple months. It can take a few months. Right. And then once they're used, the royalties have to be calculated, which can, you guess it, take another few months. Yep. And then once they're calculated, then they're paid out in a few months. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a process. But But after the dry period, that's when the potential as far as royalties like really starts. You just have to keep writing. 
you just have to keep writing and be able to write everything, like all types of music. And that's what I'm working on right now because I'm not strong in every genre of music and it would be really cool like once I do understand all those different genres really well, because I've been focused in hard rock and metal for a really long time. Right. Once I understood how all of those work, like you understand the basics and you starting to be able to like come up with different creative ideas that kind of infuse different genres together. Yep. And then you can still make it sound good. And that's what I think is the next step as far as like my writing and my process. Cause I haven't been experimenting as much as I should. Like I do have a system, a template for my session and I can just record for the most part and do some uh, automation because there's always automation and then I'm good to go. Like it just makes everything much quicker because there is deadlines to meet and I want to have as much time as possible to focus on all the nitty gritty details because it's all those little tiny details that add up to so much. They add up to that beautiful piece of music that you can listen to over and over and over again because you know what you did. Like You can appreciate it more than anyone else because you know exactly what went into it. And that's what makes like your music so special. Like I've been waiting to be more of a producer, songwriter, composer for a while now. And like it all started in high school with Tuck's guitar with me just noodling around on my guitar. Right. Do you have like a schedule right now that you hold yourself to to make sure that you're writing with consistency? Because that's the thing where I always had to work on coming up with some way that I'm framing out how I hold consistency with things. Mm-hmm. Even with this podcast, dude, like like right now, it's it's always crazy, you know? Yeah, and you're much more along, let's say, in life than I am because I'm in my early 20s and you're not. So I don't I'm, have as I'm heading towards much being of, a geezer. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, it, it's really simple because it's just an everyday thing for me. I don't have a schedule in my phone. I have a schedule up here in my head just wake up it's like go work go do you man go do your thing (laughs) that's what i tell myself awesome dude so the other day you texted me and you were like dude i need to change up how i allocate time with certain people and i don't i i hear that on a lot of podcasts that i listen to all the time Mm -hmm. but i don't think that i've put that out to this audience right here for people who haven't really come into contact yet. I think I've mentioned it a few times of you are the means of the five people that you see the most or spend the most time with. And that's a, that's just a known thing, but it's real and it's really hard to also see in your own life, even if you hold that true. So do you want to talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about like what, what hit you where you're like, dude, like, like you sent me a text and you're like, dude, this just hit me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Cause I recently, I had had a few of my friends that have been my friends for a while and family even that want to spend time with me, but I have such important matters in terms of like my truest passion that need to be attended to that I just can't sit around and do what you want to do because it will not help me. And that's just how it is. Like you don't have to tell them straight to your face. Like I'm not going to hang out with you like being mean about it, but just like, I'm sorry, but I don't have the time right now to hang out. Like it doesn't have to affect your friendship at all. But you do have to set boundaries like for yourself, like for your success. You have to set yourself up for success or you're going to have more difficulty than is necessary right. to do your most important work. Yeah, I mean, like, 
you it's always a balance because like I think I noticed that a while back and I went the opposite way like a lot of my life right now has been has been balancing backward against that because once I felt that I was like oh shit there's like all these people that are really really slowing me down and and messing with me and and kind of like reinforcing bad habits and I I jumped away like really quick and I've still maintained all my friendships but I would I would definitely say that I'm like you know I've changed how much and who I have hung out with but I've almost gone the opposite way where now I'm like okay you can't just work you know what I mean I would just work dude 7 days a week I would just work and I would just do things and I got to a point where I was like oh shit I went way to the the opposite way and and now like I'm I'm getting better with like I will take a weekend away and put my phone away and it will and I'll disappear for 3 days with loved ones and go hang out and I needed that I needed the balance back but I still think it's something it's almost something that you like always have to be aware of because even when you change and you're like living with different people or you're you know just in the same common areas as people or whatever they might not even be doing anything saying to you hey do you want to go do this other thing but just the fact of being around people that are you know hanging around chilling because like they 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 just might be on a different path than you right like say if they're if they're doing their dream job or they're doing exactly what they want to do throughout their day then why wouldn't they hang out at nighttime right like Mm -hmm. if i was full-time audio i would be like i can't do more audio at night you know what I mean? Like I'm, I've been doing yeah. that for eight or nine hours. I need to go chill. So I, I would do the same thing, but I'm not at that point, which is why I do have to work and then side hustle. But being in an environment where there's a crew of people regularly like chilling and then having to tell yourself, all right, I know you worked nine or 10 hours. How would you like to eat dinner really quickly and then go work another six to eight hours? Would that be nice to you? You're like, I don't want to do that. I absolutely don't want to do that. And then you see other people chilling out. You're Mm like, oh, and you have to fight through it. And it's like, even if they're not directly influencing you by being like, hey, do you want to go out to drink tonight? Do you want to go do this thing or whatever it is that they're like, that that they're like, people are actually reaching out and distracting you. There's Mm -hmm. even stuff around you where you're like, you need to just like, when I, when I, um, you know, me and you had the phone call the other day or I went in uh, and talked to another audio engineer here in New Hampshire, Zach Zilla, and, and just talked about like this world, then it, it feels better for me because I'm like, oh, okay, you get it. Like we're doing the same shit right now and it mm-hmm. feels good, but it, it doesn't feel good to talk about this to someone who's like, I don't really understand why you're bothering doing all of these extra things. Like that sounds shitty. Then it's just like, it's tiring, dude. It's they just, just don't tiring. understand. Right. It's just like you there can be a passive there can be a passive uh effect from people where they're not even being the direct friends that are doing it but even passively they're just doing actions around you that are easier than what you're doing at the time I guess. Mhm. Cuz you want to be effective in what you're doing and you can't be your most effective if you have constant distraction. 100% dude. So what like what do you think that what do you plan to do or what have you been doing to kind of address that? Um, I just focus on my work every single day and know that I need to be working on something. Like even if I have nothing immediately that like needs attention, like I still need to be focusing on something music related in terms of like what I want, whether it's a personal project or something for someone else that I said like, hey, I'll try and do this for you. Uh, I got some other projects going on right now. Like, let me get back to you. Um, if people try like throughout the day, like get my attention to, and do certain things and it directly takes away like a significant amount of time, like it might be worth it just to have that. Like if it's a, for example, I last night just had a work get together and it was kind of a end of a season 
celebration like hey we're done because we we work outside like my day job because yeah. this isn't full-time yet my day job is cleaning Same. windows cleaning gutters and power washing the entire house and christmas lighting right on so this is a busy season yeah that's good dude because it doesn't take like like i've had day jobs in the past that took a ton of my mental capacity where like i had to think about like I would rather have done a physical thing, I think, because I'm sure that you have to still think through your process all the time with what you're doing with that. But like I had things that were zero physical and like straight mental and I would be like strained when I got home and -hmm. I would have rather have done something that was more like a a physical job or uh, like a, an outside job or something like that to like not spend that like currency, that like mental currency. Like, is mm-hmm. that, that has to be helpful for you to do that. Yeah. And it's allowing me to save up for what I truly need because I don't go out every weekend like some people do and buy drinks until you've spent all the money in your wallet. Like, that's a right. problem. It takes a long time financially. Like, if you're not constantly just worrying about it and figuring out new ways to make your life easier and give yourself more freedom like most people or hopefully not most but i think the stat isn't that good as far as like most people don't have a thousand in their savings or like might have a thousand but that's it like no more the stats i've i would love to find those but the stats in america are pretty bad with with current debt to income ratio on a, on a monthly mm-hmm. basis and, and weekly basis. It's not good. Yeah. And like college doesn't necessarily help with that because no. some people aren't ready for the college challenges that come with it. Right. Like not just um, academic challenges, but like personal challenges, like you're going to have something really hard that you might have to deal with. And it might be like, mental it might be physical but are you going to deal with it like are you going to overcome that challenge or are you going to like go back into comfortability where you've failed before and you think it's okay to fail again right it's have like you a, ever have you ever known like those people ground. that will just like give up way too early and you're like dude come on absolutely it's i mean it's the easier thing to do so it's Mm -hmm. it's like a very natural reaction to do that yeah and it's it's all because of fear yeah yeah so i i think people waste money because they don't know like what is better for them as far as like what they need to be patient for because patience is really important but people just like want the satisfaction now and like technology and instant everything doesn't help with that you know it leaves us very like needy for the next thing you know yeah dude i've been preaching that pretty hard lately because obviously like i would have loved to be full-time five years ago but i'm not and so Mm -hmm. but i will be and it's not worth me making rash decisions because I want something right away. It's worth me making the right decisions so that I can have something that lasts forever. And I'm more yeah. invested in the long term, dude. I'm more invested in what me do I too, spend man. my time doing the most of my entire life mm-hmm. all the way up until I'm I'm off this planet versus what do I do in the time that I see as the prime time because I would love to do everything and and see everything is the prime time but it's just it's just not it's just not that way and we all have a certain time and in in length that we're supposed to do what we're supposed to do right and if yeah. you don't enjoy your your stairway to your goal then what if your goal changes and then you're constantly not satisfied with what you're going after it's just as bad as anything else mhm or right. worse, you're satisfied with an anti-goal where things just stay the same and you just do the same thing every day, but it's like not taking you anywhere. Right. So, dude, I usually ask like, 
I usually ask the same five questions at the end of the podcast. And are you ready for them? I usually do them like, and I want the whatever, don't think too hard on it. Whatever answer you're kind of feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, so in your process, so like you, you know, you go to your undergrad, you form this band, you, you jump out, you start writing, you're getting these licensing things. You're really building something so cool for yourself. But in there, what do you think that the biggest mistake that you made? Like say someone like you're talking to you three or four years ago and, oh, yeah. and you're like, yep. listen, I learned a lot from this, but don't do this because that sucked. What would you tell them? Yep. There would be uh, forcing what you want over what they need and pretending like you have all the answers when you don't check your ego <laughs> so let's break that down what do, what do you mean by that so there were uh these guys in this metal band and i was going to do a 10 song album for them and i did everything like recording mixing mastering i was going to do it all sure and I felt like I was entitled to a certain financial reward for services provided. Okay. And that wasn't something I communicated very well at all. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So when I brought it up after like so much had already been done, apparently that's not so great for everyone else and they're like we don't have this money like what the fuck blindsided yeah oh no (laughs) yeah but it was uh 100 a song like even though i was in school i was learning how to do this shit like i felt like i gave you this and so i should get this but that's not how like there's so much more that goes into that and if you just communicate it in the wrong way and they get the wrong intention about like what you're trying to do then you're just gonna have loads of problems and they're might not like they might work with you again but they had that one bad experience and like do people forget bad experiences not really like you yeah. remember those better than the good experiences sometimes. Definitely. Always because of the bad emotions experience. like attached to that experience. You remember the bad experiences, unfortunately, usually more than the good experiences or like even clearer, it seems. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. All right. Um, and I so, flip side to that, what is the best thing that you've ever done where you'd be like, you know, me four years ago, I really recommend that you start doing this now, even sooner than I ever did. Listening and learning about how to be better and how like you being better will help you treat others better. Because if you don't treat yourself very well, you're probably not going to treat others very well. Because you I think it's okay to treat yourself that way. So are you you have like a higher chance of also treating others in the, maybe not doing the same things, but similar like shitty things. Yeah. I mean, on the last episode, I kind of did something to prep people up for their new year's goals, talking about like what people and things. And I think this is what we started a conversation on too. Like, would you need on a desert Island? Like what things did like, what things and people have to happen for you to be living a happy life? And like, are you aligned with those or not? And Mm -hmm. when you're talking about taking care of yourself, it's just, you know, I was, I was talking about being on the offense or the defense in life. Like, where are you at? Are you doing something that's moving you forward? Are you in a spot where you need to take care of some shit before you can do anything? And that's exactly with what you're saying. Like, if you're not in a spot that you can do damage, take care of that shit and 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 mm-hmm. self-improvement i i don't think even that is like a defensive thing that's just something that 
should always be on play so that that way you can keep on the offense. Because if you're not your strongest and best self, you can't give to other people, right? You can't give your best quality anything unless you're in that state where you're waking up and you're just ready to go. Exactly. If you're not doing that, I'm, I'm so about that, dude. And I wish that I got, I wish that honestly, I wish self-help and, and yes, I, I don't, I think self-help books should literally be a course taught in high school. Like I feel like finance and cash flow, like understanding how do you invest, how do you look at your finances think, in a smart way in self-help in the way that you look at being a genuinely successful and happy person should all be taught way sooner and actually taught in a formal way at all. Cause they're just not, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also like different classes besides those that are also super important, like understanding how to be attached to reality and not constantly going that escapism route through video games, through like streaming, just yep. any sort of like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it, it's just a matter of like actually learning how to pay attention to the important shit. It, it, that's the course name. Learning how to pay attention to the important shit. Yeah. The class. Right? <laughs> exactly. And like with money, with your health, with your relationships, like it's just got to be this trifecta that covers the health, wealth, and happiness. Love that. All right. So what is that book that you're going to recommend me and maybe recommend the audience too? I always ask like, what's one book that you recommend? The 50th Law. The 50th law. Yep. And the message, fuck fear. I like it. That's it. Yep. Your fears are merely something that keep you from having a new experience. And there are steps that you need to take to take those fears and address them immediately. Like face them as soon as they come up. Don't ever run away from your fear because then it'll just keep getting back at you over and over again. You'll continue being afraid. But if you figure out how to reset your brain to not be afraid of those things anymore, then your confidence goes up. Like imagine having a gun to your head first time. It's going to scare the shit out of you and you will have fear. Second time, You've had that experience before and you might still be scared, but not as much. And third time, it's just like, this doesn't even face me anymore. Right. I, I remember um, there was a time where I did this thing. It was like, a, I don't know, it was at, a, at one of the like ski resorts during the summertime. And they had a thing that emulated like what stunt people do to jump off of buildings. Like it had like, second and third stories and you jump down on one of those air mats that like you actually hit it and the air put pops out to make it so you can take a fall. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I had been able to just force myself to just do it, the first jump, like the first try to jump, it mm -hmm. would have been safer for me than the second or the third, because the, the other times, like the first time I'm like, I'm running and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I hesitated. I stopped myself from doing it because your instincts are like, are like, dude, if you do that, you're going to die. So like, that's even past like fear. And that's literally like your body's instincts, like literally telling me I'm going to die if I do this thing. But sometimes they're so linked together. Like your, your fears become so irrational. They hook into that feeling of like, I'm going to die. If I do that thing, I'm going to die. If I take that risk or if I talk to that person, but the second mm -hmm. and the third time I'm like hesitating and I almost hesitated so much that I hit the platform I was jumping off of because I wasn't able to just jump. But then the second time that I did it, I was like, F it. You know, when you're in the air, you're, there's no control that you can have. You're going to die if it's meant to happen, unfortunately. And it yep. was still scary. But this, the second time I jumped, I, there's zero hesitation. And 
um, I guess my point to that being is that like to be able to have control to fight that instinct and control it makes it so that you can make an action only dictated off of logic. And that mm-hmm. is always what you want. You just don't want emotion in your decisions of doing things or allowing you or not allowing you to do something unless it's like a fight or flight thing, like in that exact instance, I guess. Right. Yep. Cool. I will check that book out. Um, and I will put a link in here too, for people that want to check that out. One other question that can be kind of hard. And one other one that's very, very, very simple. And that would be, uh, uh, what made you like before school or anything, you know, before you're getting into this licensing things and you're, you're doing, you know, the audio stuff, what made you pursue this where you're like, I have to do anything that I can in my entire life to pursue this exact path. Like, why do you have to do this? Because music is the one thing that's gotten me to where I am now more than anything else. Like it's what I focus on the most, like sometimes over my health, which isn't good. Same. But definitely, definitely. That's just how it goes sometimes. And so my dad would buy all my music equipment. He bought me my guitars, my amps, my pedals. He was a huge driving force behind me being like, here, son, do music. Did Here's he come, a guitar. Did he Here's come from another a musical guitar. background? What's that? Did he come from a musical background at all? He's a self-taught drummer. See, I, it, it's always a weird conversation to have with people. Because there's people that there's people that parents have a musical background and they all they help them get into it. There's also people that's parents have zero musical background and for whatever reason they still catapult them into it. And it's it's cool because it's basically just parents seeing, I feel like, what your natural ability is and then just giving you the tools to do it or putting emphasis behind it, right? And yep. I think that makes a great parent. Like that's Definitely. Really, what's it about, dude? 100%. It's awesome. For me, I was kind of raised by a village because I would see so much of my family. And my grandma, my nana would take care of me while my mom was working. And I would see my aunt a lot and my cousins. And so, like, I saw a lot of life happening at different stages and that also helped me grow up and teach me the things that i need to avoid and never do yep unless i want serious consequences dude there's a lot to be learned from every single stage of life and it's uh it's crazy because there's a lot of things that we discount too until you get there and you're like oh shit that was so true right mm-hmm. like yep i don't know and people told me like how fast life moved when you got out of school i'd always be like all right whatever you're old you know and then mm-hmm. i got out of school and then like things aren't cyclical in the same way they're not seasonal and then you're like oh literally nothing happens in life now unless like i make it happen so but it's going to not it's not going to stop moving so mm-hmm. that's why it's this quick right yeah i don't know um crazy dude so where do people who want to follow you and keep up with you where do they go for websites if they want to check out any of your music or audio or band or anything plug it out that would be mosureaudio.com m-o-s-h-e-r-a-u-d-i-o dot com mosher audio if you're mosher audio (laughs) sorry had to awesome and got the cards for anyone that is in michigan that i can give cards to what part of michigan are you living lansing. in right now south side of lansing okay how far I'm trying to think about where that's at i don't miss i don't know michigan it's just like also. right in the middle of the mitten okay okay yep right on dude all right guys well that is gonna wrap it up for 
episode 38 of the Waking Up From Work podcast, hanging out with Dominic Mosier from Mosier Audio. I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I really hope that if you're listening to this, you either are having an amazing Christmas and holiday or had an amazing Christmas and holiday. We do have one more episode before the new year. That's going to be with my friend Zach Zilla audio from Manchester, New Hampshire. And we're going to share some insight from him being in the first three years of being out and about after college, starting his business full time. And that's a lot of fun as well. If you want to catch some of Dominic's links, go ahead and check out the show notes or head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes and you can see what he's up to. If you want to support the podcast, please feel free to leave a rating or review. That is free and helps us out a ton, as well as if you want to monetarily help out with some of the expenses we have, patreon.com slash podcast. You want to see some more content from us that's quicker and more digestible, check out at Dave Wake Up on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For all you youngins out there, uh, my stuff sucks on there, but it's there. And uh, if anyone wants to check out some video content, head on over to YouTube, look up Waking Up From Work podcast. If you want to go way more nerd on audio, go to crawlspaceaudio.com and I am blogging and making videos over there. Tons of love to you guys. Hope you're prepping for the best year of your life and finishing up on some awesome holiday stuff. Love you tons. Take care. Get ready to kill it next year. <laughs>